Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Grand Rising. And thank you all for joining us on this Wednesday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif. And in just a moment, we'll be joined with our co-host, Kareem Hamid. And we're asking the question today, should America establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission? Well, we know that every 4th of July, an unhealed wound surfaces regarding the racial history of America, and it doesn't seem to ever get better. So today, we want to take a look at the remedy that was created in South Africa. And we want to take a look at the possibility of establishing a Truth and Reconciliation Commission in America. And would this finally heal the pain of American racism forever? Well, we'll talk about that when we come back with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, 
and we'll be right back after this quick break. So we invite you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in just one moment. So stay with us. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Are you constantly arguing with your spouse? Are your children misbehaving and acting out? Is someone in your family abusing drugs? Have you been the victim of domestic violence? Are you grieving over the loss of a loved one? Let us help you restore serenity to your life. At Serenity Family Social Services, we understand that good mental health is a result of emotional well-being. Our goal is to assist you and your family in removing emotional distress and restoring harmony and balance to your lives. We offer individual, couples, and family counseling. I'm Howard Williams, CEO of Serenity Family Social Services. Call us today at 312-315-4820. That's 312-315-4820. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. Wisdom with Mama D. 
Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. about that 
in connection with the African American in this country. Praise you to Almighty God. Well, absolutely. Oh, I am, I am quite elated to be on this side of the dirt this morning and to be able to present some ideas that can perhaps address solutions to the challenges we face. And as you just said, you know, we celebrated Independence Day here in America. But, you know, every year when Independence Day rolls around, also the unhealed wounds of slavery in America surface. And we've had many renditions of that great address by Frederick Douglass. What does the 4th of July mean to me? And, and of course, it was in the midst of slavery that this nation was celebrating freedom. It seems as if this wound is not going to heal unless we take some steps to actually heal it. So we want to explore that today and ask the question, should America establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission? You know, at the end of apartheid in South Africa, under the leadership of Nelson Mandela, a Truth and Reconciliation Commission was established. And, well, what did it do in South Africa? Well, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission was created to investigate gross human rights violations that were perpetuated during the period of the apartheid regime from 1960 to 1994, included abductions, killings, and torture. Now, question is how successful was the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa? Well, in a broad sense, the TRC, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, was a success because it healed the nation of South Africa while simultaneously healing individuals. It did this by providing a forum through which people could proactively address the past in order to move forward. This process helped to meet the needs of the victims the offenders, and the nation. Well, we know each year, every time the 4th of July surfaces, so also does the reality that we are still struggling with racial injustice, and we're still angry. We're still traumatized. In the next couple of months, I will be, again, relaunching a book tour, uh, our book, Slavery, the African-American Psychic Trauma, and along with all of the other uh, things accompanying it, the, the audio book, the, the uh, digital book, and, and excerpts from our stage play turned into a, a film called A Hip-Hop Journey with the Ancestors. We're, redu- we're introducing this to our, our colleges and high schools to have these discussions because we believe that this this pain has to end with this generation. We can't keep going on with this anger. We can't keep having the resentment and, and the fear and all of the sick relationships that we have as a society here in America because we haven't addressed the wounds of slavery. They don't go away. They just compound with each generation. And so we as a nation need to come up with a way of healing the hurt 
and and that means getting rid of, of some of the the white guilt, the white fear, the white need to hold on to a position of superiority at all costs, even if it destroys us economically. We have to heal, and so this is what we're looking at today. And with the hope that this conversation will evolve into something that can be designed as a piece of legislation that we will work with our elected officials in presenting in the Houses of Congress so that as a nation we can finally heal. So we invite our callers to call in, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to add your voice because we are looking at it presenting this to our elected officials to present as a piece of legislation that can establish something that actually addresses a problem that isn't going to disappear until we actively remove it with something that can help us heal. So, Brother Kareem, we certainly want to get your thoughts, and, and we've already got a comment uh, on our Facebook page. And for those who want a visual connection, we're on the Female Solution on Facebook and YouTube. You can go to our YouTube and type in the Female Solution or go to Facebook and type in the Female Solution and see me sitting right here. And our Monday Morning Mindfulness host, Zelda from HLN TV show, says, Grand Rising, beautiful queen. Well, Grand Rising to you, my sister. And she says, absolutely, America needs it badly. Yes. So, Kareem, what are your thoughts on that? Would a Truth and Reconciliation Commission help us to air the anger that we feel and maybe the fears that white feel? The way it works in South Africa, there are a lot of people who have been accused of race crimes, a lot of a lot of people have been accused of injustice. We've got all kind of lawsuits going on all over the nation for, for racial injustice, for racial profiling. We have a lot of fears of white stockpiling weapons because they believe at some point we're going to snap and, and go and kill them. You know, that, that Matt Turner memory is probably still somewhere in their, in their psyche. So we, we have this ongoing conflict. And everybody who comes here as immigrants, they know they don't all know the history of what happened here. They just know that everybody's mad at each other, and, and they don't know why, and, and they don't know why we as, as black people tend to uh, be aggressive and angry and even violent because of what happened. So they don't know what happened. So what are your thoughts on creating a Truth and Reconciliation Commission here in America to help us finally heal from the pain and the hurt and the devastation of slavery and racism in America. Yes, ma'am. You know, there have been several presidents that have made public statements apologizing for the uh, practice of slavery in this country. They have issued public apologies. Uh, you know how far does that go? You know, I, you, you know, how, uh, evidently it's not going too far. The people that suffer the most from the traumatic experience of slavery, we have to heal ourselves, and don't. Be, uh, how can I say, 
don't look for the approval of others as to the methods and means in which we put our lives back together. No one can legitimize you as a human being. You are a human being regardless to what others think of you. And uh, so we have to, to me, yeah, all right, that may help if there is a truth and reconciliation uh, uh, commission set up. But we look at th- that truth and reconciliation that occurred in South Africa, and I'm quite sure everyone applauded that. But when you truly look at it with open eyes, the financial condition, the financial situation did not change. The the resources are still in the hands of those countries and those people that colonized South Africa. Yet they have the a vote now, but there are still shanty towns. There are still uh, people working uh, uh, in in uh, abhorrent conditions. Uh, so all, all right, oh well, yeah, you are sorry, but I think the onus is on us to heal ourselves and stop looking to others to legitimize us to give us the okay, uh, the, the uh, idea of the critical race theory, to tell the truth concerning the conditions that led to and perpetuated that institution of slavery. We see that there is a pushback on that. Uh, for real, for real, you know, let, let me, you, you know, I can't help it, but, uh, uh, I don't care what others think about that. We need to embrace our own liberation. We need to embrace our own truth, our own reality, and discontinue you reacting to the trauma that that heinous uh, institution forced upon us. We have our own homes, our own children. We live um, among each other. We're in com- communication with each other. Uh, I, yeah, it would be nice if everyone, you know, embraced that and say, well, yes, that was a heinous act and we're sorry. But that still does not heal the wounds. We have to ourselves heal ourselves. And you only can heal yourself with truth, with truth. And that truth should, God willing, alter our behavior, our thinking, our value systems, how we treat one another, how we love one another, how we, we, how we become an independent community, when I say in the appendix, I don't mean we go on some island somewhere. Uh, communities do need an interchange, but we have to begin somewhere, somewhere. 
to establish independence for ourselves, for ourselves. We have to heal ourselves. Don't look to others to heal us. Now, there are, and I remember, and, uh, well, yes, I have read uh, the Freedom uh, Leader Frederick Douglass statements, and he's so correct that uh, this celebration of yours is a sham. It's not not truly what it what 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 you are, are stating is not true as long as you have other people in bondage. Well, we are no longer so-called physically in bondage, but our minds have to be repaired. We have to to reevaluate who we are, our worth as human beings. We must pass that on to our children and and among us and stop reacting to stop reacting to the impulses that uh slavery has placed within us. Uh uh that, that that's my position that we are looking to others to legitimize us or or to give us the go ahead. There are people now among us that are behaving like they are true, independent, God-created human beings. And that has to continue. It has to grow. We have to, to, uh, to, to actually, among ourselves, dissect and, and say what, what a derelictive effect slavery has had on us and identify our own behavior that is still responding to that traumatic occurrence. We have to heal ourselves. That's my position on that. I'm not looking to uh, America to, you know, legitimize me. The creator has already legitimized me. God says every descendant of Adam is dignified, honorable and dignified. That should be enough for us. Not someone else's opinion, but we have to heal ourselves and start behaving in a way that that uh, that speaks to our legitimacy as human beings on this earth. Uh, don't let the opposition negatively affect you, negatively affect you. Continue moving forward. Continue moving forward. Continue re-identifying yourself for yourself and your children. That's my position there. I, you know, I, I, yeah, it would be nice, a truth and reconciliation. But I see that being presented in the critical race theory. And there is a pushback on that. Uh, whether they like it or not, whether anyone like it or not, we ourselves have to enter that 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 study, that truth, and and come to some truth on what truly happened and why. And the 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 big question is the why. The why. Mm. And we have to to once we make that known among us then we can heal ourselves and start behaving and acting and interchanging with each each other as legitimate 
human beings. You know, I, uh, the opinion of others concerning my human work doesn't matter to me. It's what my creator have, uh, has, uh, has identified that I am, regardless to the opinion of others. So we have to have that type of courage. How, let me, you know, uh, our arguments with each other, uh, they say we act like crabs in a, a, a barrel and all of that, seeing ourselves as not and calling ourselves inhuman names, how we treat our, our women and our children. If we are whole, then, then let's start behaving like we are whole and don't carry the lie forward. Stop reacting to the negative impulses that are within us, but they have to be identified. We have to heal ourselves. Doctor, heal thyself. We have to do it. Don't look to others. So uh, we invite all of humanity to this, this uh, critical race theory and telling the truth. It's not just the United States that behaved, that uh, was a, a party to the international slave trade. International. International. So we have to tell the truth among ourselves, come to some basis of reality, and begin to heal ourselves, our own self, and start thinking and behaving like a free human being. I don't care. I, you know, I can't help it. I don't care what someone else, you know, think of me. My, my creator has already said what and who I am. So we have to heal that trauma heal the trauma ourselves in a clinical way, not an emotional way, in a clinical and therapeutic way to heal the lasting trauma from chattel slavery. And let me say this. They may not have been, uh, have us in mind when they mentioned independence. So we are uh, they aren't talking about us. This, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created. They didn't mean us. Whether they meant or not, we're crashing that party. We're kicking <laughs> the front door off the hinges. Whether you meant us or not, my own identity lets me know that I am a part. Crash the party. Accept that. Don't reject. Don't reject that you have been created equal and endowed by your creator with certain inalienable rights, rights that God gave you. No one can give them to you nor take them away. Embrace that. Don't reject that. That is a truth. And it is not a truth authored by those that wrote that. That's true. It, it, it is a divine truth. Absolutely. It's a truth. So that's where we have to, to uh, come to grips with. So I, mm. I'll stop right there. There's so much more to say, but this is important, that we ourselves 
embrace ourselves, begin to heal each other and one another, and behave in such a way that, it, that, that, that expresses my independence, that it expresses who we are as full-fledged human beings, regardless to the, and don't fear the criticism of the criticizer. Let's start respecting one another, valuing one and another, loving one another, looking out for one another, supporting one and another. We can heal ourselves. I'm not looking to no one else to come and heal me. I'm healed. I personally am healed myself. I am healed, and I thank God for that. And there are many others, many others in this country that have healed and are in the process of healing themselves. So I'll stop right there. We have to, we, we must take responsibility for our own selves, our own condition. I'll stop right there, my sister. Thank you. Well, you've definitely, <laughs> well, we definitely appreciate your perspective, and I totally agree that we are responsible for our healing. And you can't force people to be kind. You can't even make it a law, but you can make it unlawful for them to be unkind. And you can make certain unkind actions against the law, but you can't change the heart using the law. That is an internal issue. But we have to take a look at why this wound is not healing and why the behavior is not changing and why we are continuing to self-perpetuate the contempt toward ourselves. How do we heal the pain and how do we live among people who are obviously negatively affected in such a way that sometimes their behavior is life endangering. It's like living in a house where you're being abused. What are your options when the people that you're living with and financially dependent upon are your abusers? Do you move out of the house? Do you stand up to them and, and, and make them stop abusing you? Do you ignore the abuse? How do you handle the situation, well, it becomes clear you have to handle the situation because it doesn't go away unless you handle it. But we got to take a break, and when we come back, we got a caller on the line. So we're going to come to you well, next and get your call. You got two. Well, all right then. Well, we get, well, that's great. But we're going to get to your, the callers right after the break. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call five one five six zero five nine three two five. And press 1 when you're ready to speak, and we'll open your mic and get your thoughts. We've asked the question today, should America establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission? We'll talk about that when we come back. After this quick break, so stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be right back after this quick break, so stay with us. 
happens when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death. Slavery, the African-American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age? Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see. Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com and get your personally autographed copy of the book, Slavery, the African-American Psychic Trauma. We are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And we are asking the question, 
Should America establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission? This is what was done in South Africa after the end of apartheid and, and under the leadership of Nelson Mandela. The intention was for the nation to heal. There was a lot of anger. There was a lot of crimes committed, a lot of human rights violations, and people are still carrying the effects of that period of time. Well, we know that American slavery lasted centuries, and the the anger, the fear, the the distrust, the destruction of self-esteem, all these things happened over generations, and so... Of course, our co-host Kareem Hamid has pointed out a very important fact, and that is we're responsible for our own healing. But one of the things that we point out in the book, Slavery, the African-American Psychic Trauma, is that it's difficult to heal from the trauma when the conditions that created it still exist. And... There are things that we are doing as a result of our reaction to constantly being in a flight or fight mode in the land where we live. It's unhealthy. And every single issue that arises brings us back to this unhealed wound and the sick relationship that we have with those who descend from the enslavers. And everybody who comes here is infected with this sickness, even if their particular nation or country wasn't involved. So it's not going to go away until we address it and make it go away. So do we need a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to explore what happened and reconstruct what happened so that we can move forward in a healthy manner? We've got some callers on on both lines, so let me go to our phone lines, and then we'll go to the American Muslim 360 phone line, 813-646. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comment. Should America establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission? What is it? Uh, L.A., Central Florida. Uh, My opinion, it would be, just in my crazy opinion, I think it will be a waste of time and money, but what we do need is we need to become familiar with the history that's already on the books. Now, I'm talking about positive stuff that's happened. Like, for instance, a lot of people know about the Civil Rights Movement, but those same people that know about the Civil Rights Movement don't know about the Black Town's Social Movement, which happened starting in, like, say, 19, no, 18... 65 uh, on for like the first 50 or 60 years after slavery was abolished. Some uh, maybe up to 1,400 black townships were actually a lot more than that. 500 of them were in in the state of Texas alone. I think we need to become aware of uh, Juneteenth towns. I did a report on those. There were a number of blacks that started like Frenchville, North Carolina, that was started in a, that was started on Juneteenth. That's the, the other towns, but there are a lot of towns like that. They were, they were successful back to Africa movements that started Sierra Leone. 
Liberia, the Republic of Maryland. Um, so there's a lot of history, positive history, that happened prior to slavery, during slavery, all through Jim Crow, where black folks got rich. I mean, there were over 4,000 black ta- uh, plantation owners, but you hardly hear anything about that. So I, I think if we, we look at the history and see what blacks achieved, then you, you I, I think that would do a lot to, to help to help with um, the healing that Kareem was talking about. And then we have to look at, you know, we're doing a lot of positive things today. I mean, you, the five largest cities in the United States by population are headed up by black males. You know, we got a black vice president. You know, we got a black former president that was elected twice. Uh, so historically, uh, as well as today, we have a lot of positive things that have happened with black folks. So I'll, I'll land my plan on it. Well, those are some very positive points, you, and, 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 you know, I, I think that our view of ourselves as helpless and oppressed is part of the problem. Why are we still seeing that? Why are we still saying things to our children like uh, you have to be twice as good as a white person in order to, to see? I mean, why are we still injecting that into our children that there's someone else outside of themselves and the creator of the universe that they have to be judged by, like like Kareem was saying, if our creator has already established everybody as equal, why are we still injecting into the minds of our children that someone else has the power to decide if they are legitimate? We're doing that as parents. And we say, well, this is the way the world is. Well, no, really, it's the way we perceive it. But that isn't the way the world is. And yet we're injecting that thought into our children and crippling them in, in a real sense by sending them out of the house with the fear that someone else has power over them or someone else has a natural advantage over them or someone else may attack or harm them, we're doing that because of our fears and our beliefs and our convictions. And like you said, there are so many successes. Yes. And Ima, let, let me add this, this one thing in extra. Um, now, this is from your your program here, The Female Solution, which I, I listen to every week for the last nine years, working on ten years. There's well, one, of your, one of your listeners, one of your listeners, and I've met her in person, but Reba Boosts, um, ah. so what was it, about three weeks ago, she shared with people on my podcast something about her family which is the Boost Family Settlement, which is in Mississippi. Uh, and settlement's just, in my opinion, another name for town. They've got 300 acres of land that's been in the family for like like uh, probably 100 years. And then we did more research on that. So just by that alone, and I, I found out about Reba through listening to the, the Female Solution. So I get a boost in my self-esteem, and I get healed every time I listen to this podcast. So I'll land my plane on that. All right. Well, thank you so much, L.A., for, for that vote uh, of confidence. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, 
Uh, Kareem, you've got some callers on your line. Let's go to the callers on the American Muslim 360 line. And, of course, if you're listening online, we want you to call in 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891 and press 1 to raise your hand on our switchboard so we can call on you. So right here, Kareem. Yes, I believe this is Minister Plump, if I'm not uh, mistaken. 312-833, welcome to the Female Solution. Well, in y'all shalom, uh, we don't die, we multiply. Black power forever, and assalamu alaikum. To you, Brother Kareem, and to uh, Chicago, America, and the world, it is your brother and your friend from a different mother. Uh, expressing himself, and you uh, have expressed yourself today <laughs> forever. You know, we are part of the solution, and I'm thankful that I am one of the men on the solution. I am absolutely that you are, Brother Kareem, a, one of the men on a mission for God, and that is the truth. And the truth, as you say, uh, as the words say, too, uh, have said today, will set you free. Uh, I first want to say that uh, healing equals to 23. I like my rhyme, too. And the female, see, the female pollution uh, is a way of life for the men, women, and the children. Remember the music, Brother Kareem? Back in the day, they had brothers gonna work it out. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Sir. Yes, sir. Well, you know, it's gonna be brothers and sisters, men, women, and children, uh, and families. Uh, you know, tribes and and uh, 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 nations and and businesses is gonna work it out now. Uh, also, uh, uh, you know, back in the day came with that same music, Yes We Can. It, it came with, uh, you know, uh, the brotherhood in, in 1968 standing uh, in an independent way. So I'm a free man today, and I see that you are too, and that's what the words say. If just two or three uh, come together and touch and agree, uh, on the fact that, yes, we can create our own uh, practitioners or doctors and lawyers and uh, administrators, you know, uh, our own cities, you know, like Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, we got the music that is connected to uh, God Bless the Child Got His Own, Black Wall Street music. That's what I'm talking about. And, uh, you know, I want to add this as a plus. Uh, to us. Black love matters too. So I'm so happy today that uh, on uh, the day past independent that you have fell in love with yourself and, uh, you know, with our people, and that means everybody else. See, black love clear, uh, cures all of our uh, problems. You know, we have to, you know, do for ourselves and help our own kind. And uh, the last part I have to say is we hold ourselves, Sister Name, you said it too today, accountable for the conditions of our community. Support our efforts as we exercise change. 
And I'm so glad that I am promoting unity in the community. And what the Honorable Mayor Harold Lee Washington said, we must plump the whole community. So we are expressing peace, love, unity, marketing people, and specializing in plump music production. And I'm so happy that I am happy, I am healthy, I am wealthy, and I am wise. And I'm healing myself with the female pollution, so therefore I submit to a community collaboration through education. We must educate ourselves and go back to the roots of it takes a village to raise one child, and no one can raise a kid. You know, we got to get rid of that kid, name of Brother Kareem. We got to get rid of that mm-hmm. because that's a rebellious beast, a, a four-legged <laughs> animal. Uh, that's, that's right. <laughs> you make me laugh with that one because it's the truth. We must, uh, yeah. you know, educate ourselves and each other in knowing that we got uh, the dream and the vision. The dream is, is 25, Sister name. Brother Kareem, mm-hmm. and the business is 2023. 20, That's what Mayor Washington said, and it meant to me. And, and I'm so glad it's in my heart. It's in my spirit now. We went out there, I think I mentioned it last week, uh, to uh, uh, 63rd Street uh, Dramas or 63rd Street uh, Beach Dramas and 64th Street Dramas. Uh, yesterday. We was there on Independence Day, and we called the ancestors, and the ancestors came to help us. They came to help us to help stop the violence, the robbing, the stealing, and the killing, and the, the nonsense, the looting, and, and which is nonsense. That's, it don't make sense. That's insane in the membrane. And we got to Yeah, I, I understand uh, you know, there, there the was quite a... Yeah, I understand there was quite a, uh, a ceremony out there, which was very powerful. And we do have to look at what is it in our children that is erupting. We've had so many people say things, well, we need to go back to the old school. We need to bring uh, prayer back into the school. We need to bring spankings back into the school. We need to, I mean, they have all, we've, we've heard all kinds of things. But really, what we need to bring back is love, because that's what they're missing, and that's what they're not feeling, not from us, not from the society. And and one of the things that, that, and we thank you, Minister Plum, for your insight and your comments. One of the things, Kareem, that you said. That's a a special league senior in working to get the the prayer uh, back in the schools, because prayer is, is... uh, the love of the Lord. See, and the love of the Lord is going to be like uh, in the word it says somewhere, heaven and hell will will uh, uh, fall. Uh, however, uh, heaven and hell, uh, nothing will break the unstoppable superstar that uh, you are, Brother Kareem. Absolutely. And you know, and we actually I would say when it comes to prayer, prayer needs to first be in the heart. It can always be done publicly, but that doesn't mean that your heart is in tune 
with the creator just because you make a public display. And we know that there have been many religious institutions that have been abusive. So can we get prayer in the hearts of the people so that they can have a direct connection with the divine and they can be transformed? Yes, we that's, can. That's, that's the thing yes, to um, you know, uh, strive the, for. The word, it's in the word, Naima. The word say about that is, is uh, none but the pure in the heart and the righteous is going to see God. So it's our time now as a righteous people uh, for God to uh, uh, result in what the words say, none but the pure in the heart and the righteous is going to see God. So we must so save ourselves, do for ourselves, and, and, and create uh, freedom, justice, equality, economic, uh, and a better way of life that we can uh, do for ourselves. Yeah, I and agree. I agree. Well, let's see. Uh, to save us. We have to I, save ourselves. I totally agree with that. Well, let's see if we can get that next caller in before we take a break, Brother Kareem. And thank you, Minister Plump. As always, we appreciate you. Uh, let's see if we can get that next caller in before we take a break and come on back and hear from the rest of you on should America establish a truth and reconciliation commission to finally heal oh, slavery and racism? Erica, Erica 706-627, welcome to the Female Solution. Assalamu alaikum. This is Brother Muhammad from the Umar Prophet Muhammad, by the way, of Columbus, Georgia. Thank a lot for your service this morning. And speaking of the experience that we have is the Islamic solution to the problem of things. You, you know, let's you going to cut me off. Conversation. No, sir. I'm, I'm responding. Wait, wait, wait Muhammad. Never, never, Muhammad, never, never Muhammad. mind. Go, go, go ahead on to the next caller. I'm the lock. Thank you much. You know, it, it's, it, see how I cannot even speak to my brother? He is my brother. I love him. But you see the reactions that we get in our interchange with each other? May we mend that. I pray I pray to God that we mend that. Well you you know what I another very important. I you know what I I have I have an obligation here at the female solution to to help host with sister Naima Latif. Uh and uh that that is how I'm functioning. This subject matter that we are speaking of here, praise be to God, uh, you know, we don't want to segregate humanity from this human effort. We don't want to segregate humanity from this human effort. All of us as human beings, regardless to your religious label, or regardless to religious labels, we have the responsibility of aiding the human being. And when we use divisive language, that, that doesn't help. So I'll stop right there, Muhammad. Please complete your thought, please. He just said, okay, all, all I'm doing the same. Well, anyway, the call was here. In the in the, uh, the experience that we just had with Ibrahim and Ishmael, which is everybody of the Islamic faith, 
the education that is most important to resolve the problem that we learned when Imam Muhammad showed us the life of Bilal, the one who was showing everybody how to get up from slavery, is by your worship to Almighty God Allah and practice the human excellence that is given to all of humanity from the creator of it. Ishmael learned that his father was giving up the most important thing in his life to, to be free from being enslaved to anything except God. And he, his son was so mature because of educating from the people of the world, because of what your religion is or faith is or, or whatever, if you teach your children that the Creator has already has a destiny for us to follow to keep us together as one soul, one humanity, but we have to use our free will to do it. And do you have to get away from being a slave to shaitan in the fast, in the contemporary ideas of the world that you might live in because of what time it might be in. Because Ishmael knew that his father was giving him the most important thing that ever happened to him, and it came through prayer to his creator, and that was to give him a son. If our children can have that type of education and the ability to, to, to solve problems when they come from Satan and other things in life that go contrary of human happiness, freedom, justice, and equality, then that's what we got to apply. Bilal showed us how to get up. He represented all types of slaves, but Imam Muhammad knew that we could identify with him because he was of, of our color. He was of our, our, our country. But he was an example for all humanity, how to get up from slavery to anybody or anything except your creator once he has opened your connection with him in your time of need. When you're flat on your back with the world not on your shoulder but on your chest, how to call upon your help from your fellow human beings, not based upon color, experience, misfortune, excessive, but because you believe in one God and move forward with that. Now, as being the number one Islamic voice in America, I think it's only proper that we remind ourselves that sometimes. We have an Islamic solution called Shura that is, should have been aggregated, should have been propagated and shared with the world that those who are of the Islamic faith like to have a voice in the world to take our suggestion of coming back to God, his prophets and messengers, and that angel that is with you all the time, already giving you the answer and the solution to the approach of any kind of thing that try to make you its slave. That's all I was saying, and I love you. Ain't going to let nothing stop me from loving you. So you don't have to worry about that, brother. But we have to remember <laughs> the best thing that we can do for anybody in the world is to save our own soul first so that we can share with them the solution from our women, our children, and ourselves on how to be a model example for help to all of humanity if they run it with their own free will. 
that's all I wanted to say. May Allah thank you, Muhammad. We thank you so much for your call, and we appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Time for the next break. We'll be right back after these quick messages, and we invite you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. When we come back, we have 312597 on the line. You're up next. And if you're on our switchboard and have a thought, please press 1. That lights your number up, raises your hand, lets, you, lets us know you have something to say. So we will be right back after this quick break, and we want you to stay with us. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down to earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. 
whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And we invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and press 1. That lights your number up on our switchboard and raise your hand so that we know you have something to say. And we appreciate all of you who have called in and who are listening in online. And as always, you can write in your comments on our Facebook page, The Female Solution, or our YouTube channel, The Female Solution, and I will share your comments with our listening and viewing audience. We've asked the question today, should America establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission? This is what the nation of South Africa did after the ending of apartheid, and that was a very brutal period in which there were atrocities committed against citizens. And if you've ever been in an abusive relationship with someone that you've been maybe even financially dependent upon, it's not easy to just say, well, you should leave, because sometimes there's no support for you to go anywhere else or you're blamed for the abuse that you're enduring. And even after you leave, there are the emotional scars. We're in many ways. Unmuted. We're living in a condition of someone who's in an abusive relationship. And yes, you need to get the self-esteem so that you stop taking the abuse because you are responsible for what you choose to allow someone to do to you. I believe there is a, um, and I can't remember the verse. I'm not, I'm not a scholar, so I have not memorized the entire Holy Quran, but I do recall the quote, it is a sin to oppress and a sin to be oppressed, which means, you're responsible for what you allow someone to perpetrate on you, as you're responsible for what you perpetrate on someone. So both people are actually creating the same situation. And if we continue this sick relationship where we're always angry, we're always hollering racism, we're always protesting, and at the same time on the other end, the other people are constantly saying, why are they always mad? Why can't they get themselves together? My my family came here two generations ago and we're already thriving. They're still complaining. Get over it. 
And so, and then we're angry because we think people should be more sensitive, and they're annoyed because they think we're overly sensitive. And so, well, you know, recently there was a Supreme Court ruling, and some people were upset about that, that it was decided that racial quotas can no longer be used when uh, when deciding on college admissions. They decided it was unconstitutional, which means no more quotas, no more saying, well, you know, we need to reserve a certain percentage of these seats in this college for black people because they've been historically discriminated against. Well, that's what has been deemed unconstitutional. The feeling is, look, everybody competes. Those who have the best grades, the best records, they get in. We're not going to look at, you know, how many blacks we need to have to make sure we fill a quota. Well, I can understand the fairness of that, and I can understand how a, a white child might feel like, well, that's not fair. I worked hard, but I can't get in because you've got to reserve some spots for some black students who maybe didn't excel as much as I did. It's not my fault. I understand. Because in a real sense, and I know everybody may not agree with this, but that's okay. In a real sense, we are now responsible for everything that happens to us. The World Wide Web, the Internet, has made knowledge available to everybody. We have no more excuses now. There are so many systems that, that exist now that equalize everything. So we can't keep using race as a handicap and saying other people have to adjust to our handicap and they have to compensate for what we didn't have. How many generations have we been out of slavery? And yet we're still holding on to that as a reason why we can't excel. And recent immigrants who don't have that baggage, they're not coming here saying, you need to compensate me because my people had a bad experience. And we're angry right now and here in the city of Chicago and probably some other cities with the situation with the immigrants and people are mad because, okay, now the city wants to spend money on immigrants and couldn't spend money on us. Well, what was stopping us from doing what L.A. was talking about, establishing townships, establishing communities where money is circulating? Nothing stopped us from doing that but our own mindset. So we got to stop blaming people. And I understand that there are some injustices. But at some point, you have to take responsibility. Like you was saying, you have to take responsibility for your own healing. But how do we do that when we're still seeing ourselves as helpless, oppressed, powerless? We're, we're seeing ourselves that way, and we're raising our children to see themselves that way. And that's our fault. Nobody's making us acquiesce to other people's meanness. We're choosing to do that. And yet there are some injustices. There is a financial incentive to maintain an unjust criminal justice system because prison has become big business. More than industry or anything else, prison. And it is unfair along racial lines. And we do need to address it and remove it. But we can't do it unless everybody is truthful. One last thing, and then we'll take some more calls. One of the reasons why the Truth and Reconciliation Commission had problems is because people who were higher up in the system were not admitting that they had done wrong. They didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to talk about the systems that they put in place that hurt people. 
and they didn't want to admit their own personal wrongs. And so in order for us to really remove this, everybody has to want to make this a loving, truthful society that provides opportunities for growth for everybody. That has to be in the hearts of people. We have to want to have peace, not enforce fear, because that doesn't lead to peace. That leads to reaction and oppression. So we need to transform the heart so that the desire is for the well-being of everyone. Go ahead, Brother Kareem. You know, Naima, you know, a language has been created. A language has been created that is an oppressive language. Yes. And we, we want liberating language. You know, if we get away from this color coding, even among, among ourselves, uh, I'm black. Uh, historically, black colleges and universities, we're still using the old language from a period that we want to uh, move beyond. If we use the the acronym HBCU, if we change that to Human Being Care United. I like that. That that identifies who Let's see if we can put that in motion. Let's see if we can do that. We do need to change some language. We got we got some callers here on the line. I love that acronym. Write but that I down. Make sure I write one. that down so I don't forget it. Uh, yeah, we we're gonna we're going to uh, propose that because at some point we have yes, to ma'am. transition out of that that segregation separation mentality of repairing what was because at what point are you repaired? You know when when is it over? Well, let's go to our our phone line and. Uh, I'm going to take 407-701, then 312-597, then 312-833, and anybody else on our switchboard, press 1, you have a thought. Let me go to 407 our dear sister, Viata, our Friday morning host, Grand Rising. Thank you for joining us today on The Female Solution. What are your thoughts about this? Well, thank you, uh, Naima, for showing up and being uh, there for this important discussion. And, um, yeah, this is Beata uh, in Florida, Orlando, hot Orlando, Florida. And I totally agree with L.A. <laughs> that um, we we got to work. I think we should work from a community level first to solve problems and stop looking for committees and governments. I thought about, you know, the reparations committee that's been formed and, how they've been talking about that for years, and how are you going to determine who's black enough to get reparations when you have we have mingled with Europeans for years now, and everybody's got mixed blood and all that. So this, to me, sounds similar to that type of process to look to solve a problem. Uh, let's do it on a local level. And then college, about college and um, the admissions change, College to me is so overrated now because a lot of women, mm. especially black 
women have so much debt now from college loans. And it's like unless you can afford to pay for college out of your pocket or some relatives, nobody should be thinking about going into debt to go to a college that doesn't fully prepare you for a career unless you're going to be an engineer or a doctor. So college is so overrated and limited in what it can do for individuals as far as being successful. I'm promoting entrepreneurship these days. Don't forget about college. We were we were almost brainwashed in, in high school. This That's the only way you're going to be successful. Our parents believed that was the only way we could be successful is to get a college degree, and I don't feel like that was the reason I was successful at all in what I do. So uh, it, it takes looking at all of this from new eyes, new paradigm, and, and looking at it uh, more like what is it for the individual that needs to be worked on to be successful. That's my thought. Well, thank you, of course, listen to her every Friday morning and Sunday evening here on the Female Solution and on Sunday on Soul Purpose Healing. Yes, we appreciate I know, uh, that. Yes, go right ahead and then we'll come back to our switchboard. Okay. 727408, welcome to the Female Solution. Uh, and good morning and God's peace be upon everyone. This is Martha Nyla Abdullah calling from. St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, yes, hot Florida. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> praise be to Almighty God. And, and thank you. In line with the the uh, question of uh, the conversation, I, I agree with the language code, the codes that we use, and the mindset. How do we, even from our professional selves, uh, consciously not using a color? Uh, because that is the subliminal uh, thinking of divisiveness, of that, that the segregation, and then, but how, the how-to, and, and of course, again, uh, and I agree with Bianca uh, which says in the community, but I, I know that it's, it can happen up and lower, upper and lower. While policies, whatever policies are there, there are those that are researchers and, and very frequent about uh, I, I say fraudulent. I almost sound like fraudulent. Very careful about tapping into those policies that have created the system and maintaining those systems of uh, segregation and the the unconscious uh, level of divisiveness. And I say it that way because when we, New World Patriotism is what I'm going to refer to. Uh, the Imam Warsi Muhammad. May Almighty God bless him for giving the sins and accept us into paradise. Mentioned July 4th as us, everyone looking at it as new patriotism for everyone because the, the old patriotism stood out for the country's establishment in 1776. And we, when we look at that and look at the years coming forward, from what we what appeared to be, it was for the country's sake, between country another country, England and, and America. Uh, but the people, the mindset of the people, has to start with us really openly saying, you know, we are not a color. Uh, we none of us. We're not just a color. Our mind has to go beyond the color. And and I'll keep it right there, 
uh, going into the new patriotism. So there's much, much more, but I'll stop right there. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you, Sister Martha. Martha from Florida. Uh, I agree. I agree that we to evolve beyond defining ourselves based on a color and that's something each individual has to do. This is this body that you're wearing is not who you are. It's just a suit of clothes that you chose to put on to have a specific experience while you're here in the earth realm, but that's not who you are. And when we can teach our children a greater definition of who they are as souls, we can eliminate the effects of racism and racial injustice and all of these things. So I definitely agree. Let me go back to our phone line and area code three one two five nine seven. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comment. Good morning. Yes. You hear me? Good morning. Yes. Give us it's, your name, where you're uh, calling from. This is Kobe calling from Planet Earth. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Please? I like them. I'm, 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 I'm saying blessed. Yeah. Anyways, thank you. Uh, thank you for landing your I, spaceship, uh, so you can talk to us down here on the planet for a minute. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I, I, I can go away if I want to. I've been visited by yeah. UFOs time, so I. I'm not the only one. I did a song called Just Saying. I'm not the only one who's seen these beings. Even Farrakhan, Elijah Muhammad, uh, the spinning wheel. So I've seen uh, several spaceships. Uh, and what it did for me is let me know that there are things that are watching us. And I have uh, relayed that on my Facebook page. I just want to piggyback on what everybody else is saying. I agree with that. And I will ask you, Naima, you, you're a penny color, dark skinned person. Well, who, who made you like that? Oh, who made me as I Oh, well, you know, I am uh, just one of the many variations of divine no, creativity. I know. I know, but who made you like that? Who made, so, who made you? Who made you? Well, the the creator of the universe. Uh, 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 back home. Come all back these home. different ways that we can look, and I chose this particular body to inhabit because I wanted to come to a specific family line and have a specific experience, and I have a specific assignment. So it required me to have this body looking this way okay. to it, it, have okay. this experience to do what I'm doing. And that is okay. to help heal the it's hurt all that from divine the past. knowledge. I agree, but what? Uh, you, I mean, that's my answer. You know, that might not be everybody's answer, but that's my answer. I, 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 I chose this body and fashioned this body inside my mother's womb, and, and, and gathering all of the DNA and all of the 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 genetic material to be this female in this dark skin body to have these specific experiences of discrimination so that I could then understand my mission of overcoming 
discrimination to help the, oh, the planet heal. That's, that's one of my missions. So that's why I have this body that I have. Okay. Now you acknowledge your mother. But how did your mother uh, get you in her belly? Who did that? Mm-hmm. Your father, right? Yeah. Well, again, you know, uh, the combination I, I, of your genetics. That's all I'm trying to get at. I blame my yeah. skin color on my mother and my father. That's not my problem. That's what I'm trying to get at. I did not make me. My father and mother made me. Okay? And yes, we are divine uh, creatures. Cool. We are our spiritual. But my mother, God said, honor thy mother and father. My mother and father created me through a, through a, uh, a, a, a love-making act. So I've been free as a child. I'm one of the lucky ones. And I was adopted, but I knew I had something greater. It says, greater is in thee than in the world. People see that in me. That's my aura. That's the spirit, energy, whatever you want to call it. That's our inner being, our inner, inner child. If we focus on that, we come out of the world, okay, because the world is is teaching racial division. You know, I was the only black player on my high school baseball team. I let the whole state beat him because it was all about batting ball. It wasn't race. I don't comply to that. And I'm just trying to uh, flow with the speakers. Don't comply to a race. Okay? If I if I if you have a, a, a black balloon and a red balloon and, and a yellow balloon and they're all blowed up, right? What what do they mm-hmm. all have in common? They have air inside. They all them. have air inside. <laughs> that's that and that's what made them And it's the same evolve. air. Yeah. What do we need to what do we need to survive on? Oxygen. Mm-hmm. We all have a time. We breathe. Okay? I've had a thirty year business. I have European customers, all kinds of customers, and they love me because I treat them as people. And I learn from people regardless of who they are. I ask them questions. I, I learn from people. I've evolved. We're evolving to that state that we perish for lack of what? Knowledge. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. not going to perish like an ass. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm successful because I'm not going outside um, with a color situation. And I'll say this. I found my um, my father's family on Facebook. So I found my father mm-hmm. was being on that. My grandfather was a, a, a bishop in California, California, overall Northern California. And his father, my great grandfather, Albert, he was a teacher. 
there to aid it in the teaching. We have to go. It takes three generations to free ourselves. That's how I free myself. Okay. Your, your, your well, you know, that, that is a saying. It takes three generations to undo damage created by a generation. So that is kind of what it takes. You have to have people who stop repeating the patterns of the past in order for them to change. And, and I so, agree. This, this, is, so what this I'm is what each is, of us has to do. What I'm saying is these mothers who have children, put them in the father's life, let them know their fathers, ancestors, okay, which I wasn't privy to until I got out of college. That is necessary because if a child is lacking that, then he's lost. I was lost without without parents. And I found I found my 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 ancestors, and I and I and I was, I found all of my gifts to my ancestors. My uncle, he played a trumpet. I played a trumpet. My uh, great, my grandfather spoke in tongues. I speak in tongues. He started churches. I started churches. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's privy to understanding our lineage, which is important at this day and time. You know, don't put a child out there lost. And I, w- I will say this and I will stop talking. I got kicked off of Facebook because I said, the sun gives me energy. Okay? <laughs> me being adopted, I was trying to figure out where am I, 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 I going to get this love or this light to live? Where, where is it coming from, right? Okay, we can drink water. It comes from the sun. Slap spanking my skin, baby. The sun is my creator. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm in the sun, I get energized. Oh, absolutely. Can't live without that's, it. That's, that's, that's reality. That's a scientific reality. Cooper, we got to take, another, uh, take our last break. But I right. thank you for your comments, and you've definitely uh, shed some light. <laughs> and so we'll continue this discussion on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. And I believe we've got uh, the caller. So we got seven seven three four five zero coming to you after the break, and three one two eight three three. Try to get to you as well. We'll be right back after this quick break, and we want you all to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in just one moment, and we want you to stay with us. You're listening to and watching. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host Kareem Hamid. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature. So Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products, and they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced. 
and we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials help you take control of your health today. with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Sofa Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And, of course, you, our listeners and viewers, helping us to dissect this question that we have asked today is, should America establish a Truth and Reconciliation Commission? That was South Africa's answer to years of painful cruel treatment under the apartheid system of racial segregation. It caused a lot of emotional pain, emotional damage, and generations were affected. And there needed to be a healing, an acknowledgement of wrongdoing, and an intention to make things right. That's one of the things that has to happen. There has to be an intention. There has to be a desire in the hearts of people to want to create a peaceful society based on what is right, fair, and just. And I agree with many of the callers that have said we're responsible for our healing, but many of us don't know we're sick. 
And so we keep doing things that perpetuate the problem. The first thing is the thought that someone else other than ourselves has power over us. That was something that was ingrained in our minds during the slave experience to the point where we would adjust ourselves to please someone else that we perceived as having a power greater than us. We perceived other people as having economic power, when in fact, as L.A. pointed out, once people left the plantation and were able to create townships and circulate their wealth, they created economies. It's a mindset, knowing you have the power, but if you believe yourself beholden to people or dependent upon people, then you'll stay in that state of dependency. That's one of the things that Sojourner Truth was seeking to eliminate. She said, slavery is never going to die out. It has to be learned out. You have to change what you're teaching. And I I agree with really all the callers that have given some words of wisdom. We're going to go back to our phone lines. Just want to say that one of the reasons why we're very soon launching our Parenting with Peace class online on the New Earth Homeschool Academy online is to change the way we teach our children, change what we're, we're infusing in them. First, having them see themselves as the soul that they are, inhabiting whatever body they're inhabiting, but you're not this body. You are the soul inside the body, having an experience to learn how to love. When we make that the foundation, not your color, your gender, your size, your shape, inside of you, that is an expression of God. That equalizes everybody and everything and gives us a healthy foundation from which to grow. So that's our goal. Let's go to our phone lines and... Go to area code 773-450. You're on the female solution. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comment. Hallelujah. Greetings. Assalamualaikum yes. to the brothers and sisters. And good morning. Grand Rising. This is Obadiah. Grand Rising. You know, everything that you're talking yeah. is so true. You know, the majority of the things that, that separates us as people is that we never work our, our thing as a we, us, and our. Everybody's in this competition mode. Even in the prayer says, forgive Unmuted. us as we forgive our trespasses, as we forgive others the trespass against us. There's not enough forgiveness. It, people are on shame and blame so much until they spend the morning on blaming somebody. I just heard them say, oh, well, you know, if there's a problem, then three generations have to wait before you heal. That's bull. You can start it right now with your generation with the change in your mind. Your whole family can be a dropout. You can change the dynamic in your family by graduating from school. It's always based on the individual pushing themselves up, but we help each other get that. When people criticize you and say you're not going to be able to amount to something, you use that as inspiration so you can get over the top. In my own personal life, I had a friend, I applied for the airline. She said, oh, you're not pretty enough to work or beautiful enough to work for the airline. And I looked at her, and I didn't get the job right away. I passed the record test, but I didn't pass the psychological test. What the hell is a psychological test? I waited six months mm-hmm. back to be applied, passed the psychological test, got the job. And it took me around the world. 
am I supposed to listen to somebody tell me what I can't do? Or is the I can't? I don't even use that word. You can do it. It depends on the plans that you make. That's why they, people tend to think money has such great value. Do you know the value of a group of people? If we as, as, as conscious people together, I say that all the time, take $100 and give 100 brothers and 100 sisters just to join to do this. We make a million dollars every few months as a group. And you mean to tell me we need somebody else when we can just do that as a group of 200? The greatest part is the talent and gifts that you bring together that we create so many different avenues. Just look at the Female Solution Radio Program. Way back at the beginning, since I was back there, it was almost no more than a party line. But look at it today. Look at the different programs Absolutely. and the different growth and all the knowledge that people have gotten since you put on a program. But if you say, oh, well, I'm just one person and I can't do anything, then you just stop the progress. You can do anything, but you have to start somewhere. And when you start, it will show up to assist you and add their gifts and talents. And the next thing you know, you have a whole. So my piece is we should learn to forgive each other and live as one. There is no, 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 no dip, no separation. If one doesn't have the education, they can send another person with the talent and gifts, and they can direct them on what they don't know or show them how we can work it together because that person has talents and gifts. I might have an education, but I may need their backbone or their heart or their thoughts or some, some talent they have that they can lend to the group. But until we think group-wise or the we, us, and our, and we kept letting society and the oppressors that oppressed us having us think about I, me, and my, we'll never get nowhere. All we'll do is continue with a culture of violence Entertainment is violence, and then people are looking around talking about why is there so much violence. Get real. You know, that's why I don't watch television like that. I watch it to see what other people are doing, but I spend my time in nature listening to the birds and listening to the things that can direct me to where I need to go. And so we have to regress and think about how we're going to live. Maybe living in your million-dollar home in America means you're supposed to have so much, but why are you so empty? Because you're on a hill mm. getting away from everybody else. And if you got down on the ground with everybody else, you'd have an enriched life. And that's what we need, Absolutely. enrichment. I'm not I better agree. than the next person, and they're not better than me. But if we put it together, we really have something. So that's why you're putting together a peace program. There's so many people that need peace. They don't even know how to attain that. So now there's a place where we can come and develop peace. And when we get it, we can take it somewhere. Hallelujah. Thank you for the program, and thank you for what you do. I just wanted to let you know that one individual can do a whole lot. All they have to do is just start. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. But thank you so much for your contribution. I totally agree. Totally agree. It's it's about a collective mindset, and that's the way we have to teach our children. That's, That's where this Parenting with Peace class begins with, Seeing the world as a collective, not pieces competing and having to fight for your share because the earth has given us all the abundance we need. So we have to change how we teach our children so that they can experience. That's what you're talking about. 
the peace that comes with a collective mindset. We're all working together. I'm not competing against you trying to take what you have or you're trying to take what I have. We're all sharing what we all have. And then nobody has to be angry. So it's a different thought that we're planting so that we can grow a different result. We can see the sprouting of a different outcome because the mind has been changed. Absolutely. And that is how you, and you're right. It doesn't take gener, three generations. It can, it can happen in this generation. That's our goal. That's why we always say in 50 years the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. But our mission right. is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection and to raise them in healthy, happy families. So they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. And we're doing it. And so you're thank doing you, it. Obadiah. You're doing and thank you Keep for going. adding to it uh, and being a part of it. And thank you for your contribution to the goal and helping to make it happen. We appreciate you so very much. Yes, sir. Well, you know, uh, yes, are, are there, is there, yes, is there another caller on your line? I want to make sure I go back and forth here so we can get everybody. You no, know, I, I, I have a, a very brief statement that I want us all to be aware of. Uh, on the front burner now, the powers that be are introducing a concept called AI. AI. Mm-hmm. And that stands for artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Now, these are the oppressors speaking right in our face. The Shaytan said, I will assault this man. From, from his right, his left, behind him, and right in his face, and from a position that he knows not. So they're right in our face telling us about artificial intelligence. Artificial. Artificial means not original. Intelligence mm-hmm. means your, your process of thinking. We have been operating under artificial intelligence not the original created by God, but an artificial way of thinking, an artificial identifier for the human being. Uh, Almighty God has said to us in the Quran that he created the man and jinn for one sole purpose, and that was to worship him. But we have to worship in the proper fashion. We have to not bring artificial concepts, artificial visualizations into our worshiping Almighty God. Uh, Someone mentioned uh, our different colors, that we created them. No, we didn't. Almighty God says, I have, have created you different colors, made you different nations and different tribes so that you become acquainted with one another. Not not hating, but so that you become acquainted with one another. Every region, every environment has its pluses, has its pluses. And, and people operate in the communities in which they live, and they become proficient in certain subject matter. And when you come in contact with them, they share that expertise with you. You bring that expertise home and you apply it. So it's not for, so so this artificial intelligence 
That's why I'm saying we have to step away from oppressive language. We're still bathing in the polluted waters of artificial intelligence. Any nation that leaves off prayer, that nation will fall. That nation will fall. We have to get back to the basics, the original, the originality of us being human beings and our original purpose, and that is to worship and serve God. Be honest. Don't be deceitful. Love you one another. All of those good attributes that we say, but don't do. So we have to get back to the original. Our original is human before Africa, before Europe, before Asia, before Canada. Our, our original identity was human. I don't, we, we should stop trying Stop striving to be black. What does that mean? What attributes come with that identifying color? But let us be human. Be human. Know you the truth, and it will free you from the artificial intellect, the artificial thinking. So I'm sharing that as a a note of precaution to us. And to look further into this idea of AI, artificial intelligence. They are you are operating under an artificial way of thinking. We're still using oppressive language designed by the oppressor of human beings. Our thinking has been shaped by an artificial intellect, an artificial way of viewing and valuing and seeing the world. We must return back to the originator, and that is Almighty God. And our original nature is human. I'll stop right there, my sister. Mm. So who shapes the way we think and how do we how do we overcome programming that is not in our best interest. Well, let me go to our phone lines and 773-737, you're up next, Grand Rising. How are you today? Well, hallelujah. Greetings, Global Transformers. Grand Rising to you. This is uh, Mama D in Chicago. You know, we are the only ones who came in chains stolen from a continent and kept in chains for 246 years as a movable property thing called chattel, followed by 88 years of federal law to keep this group the status of the Negro down until 1954. And then uh, we uh, when you when you think of that, that after enslavement. It caused serious heart, mind, poverty, and subjugated race damage that has never uh, uh, been addressed with reparations. They have never been made whole. Now, you do the math. 246 years as a thing, not even a human being, and this is the law. 
followed by 88 years, and this is the law, to keep the status of the Negro down, not any other group. That's why it was called, uh, uh, it was overturned by the Supreme Court in 1954. Read the Brown versus Board of Education decision if you have any doubt. And that is 334 years of federal laws against a subjugated race, and that's the language that they used in the Dred Scott decision of 1857. You are a subjugated race, whether you are emancipated or not. Now, you consider every other arrival that came to this country, they came from a country and they came by choice, whether it was Haiti or Poland or Ghana, and they came from a country that had a land and a language. There was a program on WVON over the Memorial Day holiday called Out of Darkness, and they said if you want to destroy a people, you have to do three things. Destroy their, um, their history, destroy their language, and destroy their value system. All of the above have been done for us. Give us a break. Life ain't been no Christmas there, but we have kept us going. We have made a way out of no way, and here they come with a bomb, and they blow it up and destroy it. We haven't just been sitting around waiting for somebody to give us something. No, we. Uh, I watched that Island Park. Uh, all the things that they did. Seven white people were Jews. I call them white. Seven white people were killed. They have gone to Washington, and they had. A law changed, and and the governor and the mayor and everybody was out there. When nine people are slaughtered in a church, you know what we got? We got a song called Amazing Grace. When four people, Asian people, were killed because the killer said uh, he got tired of being a slave to their prostitution, and that's why he killed them, they got $50 million. They got a law passed called uh, Anti-Hate Against Asians Bill. They got a federal mandate to teach their history. Now, you 22 mm-hmm. people here in the city of Chicago travel to death, young people. Do you know they don't have a plaque on the ground that you can look down and see what has happened uh, uh, and so, Mama story, D, we're, we're about to go off the air. Give us a air. break. Uh, yeah, 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 you, yeah, you are. Give you're us right. a break. We, but we're, we like you say, though, we're responsible for. On two legs. Yeah, we only give got about uh, 60 seconds left. Right. We only got about 60 seconds left, but Mama D, you've made a very powerful point. Now, our question is are we going to take responsibility for honoring us when others don't? And I definitely appreciate your insight on that. We're we're about to go, and we want to thank everybody who's coming. I think we got three one two eight three three. You got about thirty seconds if you're able to make a statement in that amount of time. Go right ahead. We on y'all shalom. That means we're oh, one oh, in God. Oh, minutes to plump. You, you, yeah, minutes to plump. We got to go. You, you, had, you, had, you, had, you, you were already on, so we, we got to go. 
And I want to give Kareem the last thought in these last couple of seconds before we go. Go right ahead. Uh, Kareem, are you with us? Yeah, I believe that our American Muslim 360 family is about to leave us as well. We want to thank everybody who has joined us today. Of course, join us again tomorrow for Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie here on the Female Solutions Global Radio Our co-host, Kareem We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci. Spain, gracias, Italy, grazie, Egypt, shukran, Ghana, medasi, Nigeria, eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessing.